you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. And this is your Tuesday, November 14th, Best Bets episode in the National Basketball Association. Also, it's tournament night, baby! In-season tournament continues with a bunch of games on Tuesday night. We'll talk about the implications of that. We'll talk about how everything has kind of played out in the tournament so far. And we'll give you some best bets for today. Everything we talk about on today's show can be found on the award-winning Action Network app. You can find all sorts of great information. You can catch our live shows like Green Dot Daily. I went on there and gave my NBA State of the Union. I'll be doing that every single Monday, so you want to check that out. Uh, you can catch our Power Hours and our Action Islands and uh, Convince Me on Sundays. All sorts of great shows. Check it out in the Action Network app. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash the Action Network, and you're going to find all sorts of great stuff on there that will make you smarter. You're going to find great picks every single day. Like, we just got so a ton of picks. Like that's what we do is we give you a ton of picks. And so make sure to check it out. Go to youtube.com slash the action network where you can find this podcast and joining me on this podcast. I got Jay money and I've got Andrew O'Connor Watts. They're going to give me some best bets for the Tuesday slate boys, big slate, not, not any bad rest spots. Got some injury problems though. Jay, what's your best bet for Tuesday? Yeah, I like the Pacers kind of straddling in between the first quarter and the full game for the Pacers. I think they're going to come out and make some adjustments this time around. Okay, the Indiana Pacers taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, plus five and a half, 240 and a half, the total in the market. Uh, Andrew O'Connor Watts, what are your picks for Tuesday? Yeah, so I got um, Thunder minus nine and the Nuggets minus six. Okay. Uh, I am also with Andrew on Thunder minus nine. I found it in minus eight early when this popped. Uh, and I've got the over in Pacers and Sixers at uh, current number in the, in the market, 240 and a half. I will like that to pretty much any number it's going to get to. Uh, I will also take the uh, Heat minus four and a half versus the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, that, by the way, is our NBA bet stream of the week. If you go to Heat Hornets, in the NBA app, in the actual NBA app, 
on League Pass, and you click on streams, get the drop down menu. There's gonna it's gonna say Bet Stream. Click on that. You'll get me and Brendan Glasheen live betting all throughout the night. It's always a really good time. Make sure to check it out on that. Let's get to let's start with Pacers Sixers here, uh, Jay, and get your cap on why you like them in this spot. Look, this is a duplex spot. They just played the. Um, Sixers obviously won in that game, put up a huge, a huge point total based off of um, Maxi going for 50 here. I mean, I get it because this reads as like an adjustment and a a revenge spot to a certain degree. Why do you like this spot so much? Yeah, I like the Pacers here. Like I said, I'm kind of leaning towards first quarter as well. They will need to come out and make some, obviously, some defensive adjustments. Now, this uh, Pacers team have the number one offensive rated team in the NBA. They just got to muster up some defense in this one, man. We know Embiid, he's going to go out there and uh, drop a couple of quick fouls in this one. But I like what I saw from the Pacers. Got down 19, but with their offense and how potent it is, they're never out of a game. They came all the way back to actually take a one-point lead in the game, man. Um, They were outshot by 15 shots, so all of these things and only losing by 11. I think they actually have a, t- a chance to win this time around. Um, like I say, this is possibly a maxi letdown game as well. Usually when guys go for 50, the next game isn't isn't as good. And we know that he said that he was uh, dedicating that game to Kelly Oubre as well. They have one more starter out. That's Nicholas Batum. So they're going to be shuffling around these, these older guys. And I just really think there's a chance that the Pacers can run these Sixers off the floor. I did bet them one Sunday, but sometimes you can't go away from a good idea. I'm going right back at them here, uh, plus the five and yeah. it's interesting so this is a well i've started calling a duplex spot which is you play twice inside of a handful of days um a week or in most cases honestly three days now um so on one hand i think it's like yeah you just play each other it's hard to be a team twice that's kind of been the trend but these are both at home i think that's like a, an interesting kind of dynamic i will say this uh since 2000 2021 so post bubble when you're favored at home and you won and you're favored again. Teams are 84 and 27 straight up, 65, 45, and 1, 59% against the spread. Now, I know that's not going to get Jay off of this. He's, he's, not, he's never rattled by my trends. I could throw at him any no, sort of number, and he's just going to be like, cool, bet. Um, One more thing, man. Last point. Celtics on deck uh, the night after as well. So uh, I'm not going to say oh, look ahead, but maybe ahead. maybe saving a little bit of energy uh, to get back at the Celtics, which you could say a much more important game. This is a tournament game. I know the Sixers probably want to win it, but I mean, do they? We've seen that the young and um, the young guns have kind of taken this tournament games a lot more serious here. So maybe that's why Embiid popped up on the injury report. Maybe might uh, choose to play versus Celtics next night. Yeah, and the other thing I will say, let's let's talk about the, the tournament side of this a little bit, uh, because this is like an interesting trend that I found, which is essentially that okay, historically in the NBA, and this goes I've I've done this across most splits, early game, late game, late early season, late season, whatever. Um on in the tournament so far, like historically in the NBA, if you're a dog and you cover, you win outright. Like that's been the trend that if you cover as a dog you just win the game outright we're not seeing that in tournament play which i think is really interesting we're actually seeing instead um favorites are nine and seven straight up but they're just three twelve and one against the spread in these tournament games so like that's a great trend in jay's favor like 
Andrew, I, I kind of think what this kind of gets down to is teams do pick up a little bit more. So, th- so mm-hmm. to Jay's credit, like this is Pacers in a high motivation spot. You just you just lost to them. Maxi scored fifty on you. I'm worried about them being able to just keep up because the Sixers are so much better. But the spot is pretty good based off of the early trends that we've seen in these tournament games. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I would be wary with the tournament trends just because it's such a small sample size. Um, but hater. Uh, <laughs> well, look, here's but, the problem. Here, okay, here's the problem. There's no greater sample for us to access. Well, this is the entire, that's the entire sample of games in this construct, Andrew. Of course, of course. I'm hey, look, I'm not saying they don't matter, but I w- I would say like if you like the spot for the team, I would trust that more than the 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 trends is all I'm saying. Here's why I think the trends are interesting on tournaments. And I'm tracking them pretty close. The reason I'm tracking them pretty close, this isn't like the Pacers playing on a Tuesday historically, right? Like that's a nonsense bullshit trend. This is literally like we have different game conditions. The court's fucking different. Like (laughs) there's like a million ways in which this environment is independent of what we normally see. Now, the teams are not treating it wildly different, but they are treating it a little bit different. That's not to say I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's a small sample, right? I'm just simply saying that I, I find it fascinating, if nothing else, that dogs that historically, if they cover, they win are not in these instances that they're covering at a higher rate than winning. That's really interesting given the the trends that I've noticed across the NBA writ large. Um, on this game, I've got the over uh, because I don't know if you know this, guys. Pacers overs are a wagon. Like, it's, it's a beautiful... <laughs> it, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, like, they can't make these lines high enough. They just cannot build totals high enough on these numbers. Nine and one. Nine and one to the over on Pacers totals this season. Uh, that's a just because everyone's talking about it. Because oh, this is flying under the radar. Everyone knows the Pacers are running and gunning. Um, this is a two forty and a half. I will. Th- this is one of those where the the projections that I run spit out a number, and sometimes I just don't say anything because I'm too embarrassed by what it says. <laughs> I will share this one. Mine has this at two sixty point three. Like. My totals, like, I, and it consistently keeps being really profitable to go on this route. Um, in part, I just think because there is no amount. The Pacers' dedication to pace is something that they will not get off of. They they won't defend, and they're going to play fast. And so it honestly comes down to the one time that they went under, and I bet that game, which was fucking painful versus the Bulls, they just missed a bunch of threes. So... To me, I, I I feel like this is a great spot to uh, bet the over here, Jay. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that you're not with me. I'm just like, let's just bet on points, man. Like, one way or another, if the Pacers win, if the Pacers cover, they're putting up points. If the Sixers win, they're dropping big points. I love the over in this spot still. Yeah, I could never talk you off of a pay. Never bet unders with the Pacers. I can tell you, even if the game is looking like it's going under, like you said, I mean, this these team can uh, they can drain three threes in like forty five seconds. So um, I could only look towards the over. And yeah, nine and one, that sounds about right. Uh, they they're we're definitely gonna get to a point where they're pushing two fifties for the total. Uh, let's just undermine nine here. So um, OKC taking on San Antonio. This is a, uh, I mean. This is a pretty easy model play for me. Um, I did do a little bit of background on it to to kind of like dig or deep, dig deeper on it. Uh, and I kind of came out with like, I've got this double digits, easy. I've got this 12, 12 conservative. Um, if I add like a more normalized home court, it's 14. 
uh, Andrew, like shaky injury report for the Spurs. The Spurs on the road have like a minus 14 point differential. They have lost twice by 40 on the road. Now I'm not saying they're going to lose by 40 here, but an OKC team that I think is really good, really competent. As long as I get it, like I have to be real. I will say this, be real careful with the, the injury report on OKC because if Shea is, has a hangnail, they'll hold him out and that messes up everything. Um, but in general, uh, I think this is a great spot for the, for the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm a little surprised that they're 0-2 so far in the tournament. Um, this feels like such a Thunder tournament. Like, it seems like mm-hmm. such a spot for them to kind of, you know, make their breakout full and, and you know, they've been that kind of the, the darling for a while. So to win this tournament feels, you know, or at least play well in it seems like a seems like a thing that would happen. But yeah, to me, this is just a matchup thing. Like I also, so I also use projections and a model. Mine makes it about minus 13, minus 12 and a half, depending on what yeah. numbers I'm looking at. But it, I'm, if I look at last season's numbers, it's uh, 12 and a half. And if I look at this season, minus 13. So that's kind of like consensus all around play for me. Uh, when it was minus seven and a half, I thought my numbers were broken or something. So that's what it popped when when the lines first came out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even beyond that, this is just a good matchup for OKC. Since last season, they're three and zero against the spread and straight up. Uh, they, I think, uh, where do I have it here? Twelve twelve point uh, margin of victory in those games. Um, so yeah, they've just been dominating this team. I mean, that was obviously without Wemby. Uh, he's obviously a huge factor. Um, but if you look at like kind of shot distribution, um, Spurs take a lot of mid-range shots and above the break threes. Uh, OKC is fifth in mid-range frequency, sixth in opponent above the break threes in terms of uh, limiting opponents. And then number one in mid-range percentage and number eight in above the break percentage. So where they get most of their points, OKC's defense uh does well to defend they're and they're fourth in opponent effective field goal percentage so yeah this is just a kind of no-brainer play like you said another another little thing too is mark dagnalt since taking over after his first season at home against the west is uh 33 20 and 2 against the spread um yeah so just a little i don't know andrew the sample size on that (laughs) um but uh neither uh sheldon johnson Keldon Johnson's questionable in this game. Trey mm-hmm. Jones, who's actually really important for them. Their on-offs are terrible because they need point guard, uh, is questionable. And Jeremy Sohan is questionable for this one. Um, so, yeah, a bad injury report as well. Jay, is there a reason you're not on this one? Um, I actually liked the other side until I saw the injury report. And you look at the injuries, yeah. knee soreness, groin tightness, um, and hamstring tightness. Those are the type of injuries that they don't really, they don't like to really push players through. Yeah. So wouldn't be surprised if Keldon Johnson sat and Sochan sat as well in this one. Um, but per- me personally, I do feel like it's too many points with the Thunder here. Obviously, it's the highest spread that they've laid all season. I do think this is more of a type of team that can win small spreads as far as a favorite and play better yeah. as a dog. But not even that. If you take off the uh, – you take off the names of the teams uh, off the jerseys in this particular spot. This is not a spot that I want the home team coming in off two game road trip and a big win versus the Suns back home for one game. And then they go right back out on the road for three ga- uh, three game road trip as well. So usually this is a spot that I like to fade the home team um, and they're laying nine. So me, per- me personally, I could only look towards the Spurs here, but decide to stay off. Okay. 
Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nuggets, minus six, taking on the Clippers. Clippers are obviously uh, going through it. Nuggets are off of a loss, which they tend to bounce back pretty heavily from. Uh, Andrew, what's your cap on taking the Nuggets here versus the Clippers? Yeah, again, it's kind of a, I mean, it's kind of a combination uh, fade of the Clippers, who are just terrible since getting James Harden. Um, they're on-off splits with Harden. Haral Bob Volgaris posted this stat. I'm not sure what the source is, so pardon me if it's if it's way off. But Clippers score 1.32 points per possession with Harden off the floor and 0.82 with him on the floor. And they're giving up 1.32 points on defense with him on the floor and and they're and 0.72 with him off. So uh, until they figure out how to not do that, um, I'll take the best team in the league in a game that's like a pretty motivated spot, right? Like this is also like they've just dominated the Clippers uh, pretty much since mm-hmm. that bubble collapse series. I mean, if you... Since that bubble series, the Nuggets are 9-2 and two straight up, 7-4 and four against the spread and... But that that's including the next. So the next game after that bubble series was a Christmas Day game and the Clippers won. That's like a pretty clear motivation spot for them. Right. Pretty bounce back. Jay, tell me about that spot uh, mm-hmm. after that, losing that three one lead. Right. So if you don't count that, then they're nine and one. Uh, straight up seven and three against the spread. Um, no Plumley, So uh, they they're lacking size, just Zubats. Uh, Jokic mm-hmm. absolutely demolishes Zubac. The last uh, eight games versus the Clippers, this is just rebounds. I talked to my guy Joe Delaire about this. Uh, 17, 17, 6, 13, 14, 14, 13, 22, and 14 rebounds. Um, the six, by the way, was a game that the Nuggets were leading 32 to 65 at half and 101 to 59 going into the fourth. Uh, he played 24 minutes. Weird outlier game. Uh, his uh, rebounds prop is at 12 and a half. Not a bad look. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now I'm just on the minus six. So, yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, in terms of the motivation spot, um, the Nuggets do take these matchups personally. Um, Mark- Marcus Morris decided to fuck with Paul Millsap in that bubble series. And from that point on, they have taken these matchups extremely seriously. Um, and you've got Lou Will, who's still out there talking about like, well, we just, you know, we just realized it wouldn't really count. So we, you know, <laughs> we just didn't care. You know, it was just, we didn't want to be in the bubble, you know. And I'm like, yeah, everybody was in the same fucking bubble, man. Right. And you were up 3-1 and you got your ass kicked bad. You were up double digits in three games and lost them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, look, yeah, it's a, it's a good motivation spot uh, for the for the Nuggets. Um, I will say this. So this goes back to since the since the bubble without Jamal Murray, when Jokic plays off a loss at home, when you, when Murray plays, they cover like 70 percent of the time. It's a great spot. But when Murray doesn't play, they're at 12 and 16, 43 percent against the spread. Now, a lot of that is in the season and a half that he missed. 
where the roster just wasn't very good. I kind of argue the roster is not in a great space now. Like, this was my entire thing with the Nuggets is like, I'm not surprised that they've looked awesome out the gate. My questions were like, if you have to fill in with this bench, what does it look like? And so far, it looks like absolute garbage. Like they were minus 15 in Jokic's minutes and a loss to the Rockets. Um, and they were minus 30 at one point. Damn. It's also, to me, you're selling low on the Clippers, right? Where like, everybody's like, this team's a joke. This team's like, Harden has ruined them. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, this is like the absolute low point for the Los Angeles Clippers. On the other hand, if you're in a bad spot, this is not a get right spot. You don't play the fucking Denver Nuggets to get yourself feeling better about your about your game. Um, I'm going to stay away from it. I'll be there tomorrow. I'm doing NBA bet stream, and then I'm driving directly to the arena for a second, uh, for second quarter on. And I'll be really fascinated to see how it goes. I kind of lean to the over. Um, I think it's a weird spot for a number of reasons, like I kind of laid out. I'll also be curious to see like how the Nuggets approach this with the the tournament in mind. If they win this... Like they're very likely to to go on and and make the tournament. They're going to be two and zero with a good point differential if they win this game. Uh, if they, by the way, the Thunder. This is this is do or die for OKC. If OKC yeah. loses this, they're zero and three. It's over. Like they might be done now. Yeah. They're zero and two. That's um, a good right. point. That's a good point, man. I was going to say that yeah. as well. They're already zero and two. Um, even if they blow the the Spurs out by fifty, I don't think the point differential matters if their record isn't there. So right. they might already be out of the tournament. Right, so Denver's definitely in. I don't know if Denver wants to win or not, but we'll we'll kind of find out. I think it's an interesting kind of look there. Um, finally, I'll just say Heat minus four and a half. Um, I get another projection play right where I've got this pretty solidly eight ish. Um, Terry Rozier still out. Gordon Hayward's probable. That hurts me a little bit here, but the Hornets are real bad, and the market I think is is still a little bit reluctant to adjust on them. And I just keep finding kind of like. I I look at them and the overall profile says that this is an absolute garbage team, which I thought initially, and then everyone yelled at me and was like, what are you talking about? This 31 number in the win mark total market is crazy. And then I went to betting their overs. And now I'm like, why did I bet on LaMelo ball? Why, why did I do this to myself? Um, but in general, I like the heat spot here. I think they're playing pretty well. No Tyler hero, obviously, but like, look, I want Miami Jay when they're banged up like when people start being like oh it's gonna be really hard for them that's like where i'm like that's that's where i want miami because spell coaches them up like that's where their depth of organization winds up getting them an advantage yeah and they play more defense i mean the heat yeah. are red hot right now i i still don't think they should have won yesterday versus the spurs like i'm still really pissed off about the game but whatever it is a double revenge spot from last year as well they've lost two in a row versus the hornets um as well but i can say one good look like a good prop bed look is uh pj washington either over his points or uh, pra and this one 21 and a half i just think it's a really good matchup uh, versus uh, versus the heat who really don't really have a true power forward i mean and if it is kevin love uh pj washington will cook him but it's definitely yeah. I definitely have Heat written down as a lean. Like I said, I mean, they've won five straight. They're 3-0 and against the spread last three. And just like all their guys just kind of play the same way, just kind of defensive-minded. They can hit threes. I mean, young young guys come in like uh, like Hami uh, Yaquez as well coming in. So number eight defense in the league as well in the uh, last five. I could only look towards the Heat wave versus this, uh, this trash Hornets team. Yeah, it's on the road, which I don't necessarily like love, but it's – also, I still make this nine, even with home court. So, 
All right, let's go wrap it up for Buckets for Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. You can follow Andrew O'Connor Watts in the Action Network app and on Twitter. You can also do the same thing with Jay Money, at Jay Money is Money. I'm at HP Basketball. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, and our video team putting this up on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Action Network. We'll talk to you guys again next time. Till then, let's get Buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.